Good morning. Today is Friday, March 25th, 2022. The Jewish people lost one of its giants last Friday with the passing of Rabbi Chaim Kanievsky at the age of 94 in Israel. He was a simple, humble man. He studied Torah alone. He did nothing to promote himself. He ran away from honor and recognition. His funeral on Sunday was attended by about 750,000 people, making it one of the largest events in modern Jewish history. He was one of the leaders of the Haredi world, and his opinions on Jewish law and life were cherished and followed religiously by that segment of world Jewry. Some of his decisions in Jewish law were controversial. Others were surprisingly progressive. In 2012, for example, he wrote a responsum that was published in a newspaper in Israel where he said it is forbidden to own an iPhone or other smartphone, and if one has one, one must burn it. In 2017, he ruled that it is a requirement to report any incident of child sexual abuse, God forbid, to the police, which in fact was quite a progressive ruling in that it allowed outer involvement, official involvement in the insular workings of a Haredi community to help combat those instances of abuse. At the start of COVID, he ruled very controversially to insist that Jewish schools remain open in defiance of government requirements to close them. Several weeks later, as infections climbed, and particularly in B'nai Brak, where he lived his entire life, there was widespread infection and nebuch, serious illness and death in a much higher proportion than in other parts of the country. He changed his opinion. He ruled that individuals could set aside the laws of Shabbos in order to answer their phone to learn the results of virus testing. Setting aside Shabbos, of course, is only allowed for the highest priority of threat to life. And he ruled that this met that criteria. He was a strong proponent of vaccination in the face of a lot of criticism from anti-vaxxers who, in fact, threatened him and his family. 
by supporting for his support of vaccination, including for children, to protect them against COVID. The aspect for which Rabbi Kanievsky is and should be admired by the entire Jewish world is his unbelievable diligence in Torah learning. His entire life, every waking moment, was spent studying Torah at the highest imaginable level. He had a daily routine through which he completed the study of the entire Torah, the entire Talmud, Babylonian Talmud and Jerusalem Talmud, its commentaries, the main codes of Jewish law, Midrash, Zohar, and more every year. A feat that only a tiny group of scholars manages in a lifetime. He published over 50 books on advanced, often obscure Talmudic subjects. He wrote a new book every Jewish leap year because he had an extra month. Adar Sheni, the second month of Adar. He would write a book. A scholar in Israel once approached him on the street to ask if he knew the source of an obscure rabbinic statement. And Reb Chaim thought for a moment, and the two of them started walking slowly together. And then Reb Chaim said, it's not in the Babylonian Talmud. A moment later, he said, it's not in the Jerusalem Talmud. And this man realized that Reb Chaim was reviewing in his mind faster than Google, the entire gigantic corpus of rabbinic literature to try to find this source. Rabbi Yisachar Katz wrote, this is a man who was madly in love with Torah. His infatuation with Torah was pure, unadulterated, and insatiable. And, and this is something that is so important for every one of us to absorb, one of the three who eulogized him at his funeral was Rabbi Yitzchak Zilberstein. And he said that Rabbi Chaim Kanievsky was not born a genius. He diligently reviewed over and over again what he learned from the time that he was a boy. He toiled, he struggled, he immersed himself in learning Torah, and that is how he became Reb Chaim Kanievsky that we know. The one person, it would appear, who encompassed more Torah than anyone else in our generation. You're not born Reb Chaim. You become him or her through work and effort and diligence. And that is true for every one of us, and it's true in every area of life. Now, all of this is well known 
to many, many Jews around the world. But here are briefly three things that very few people knew or could even imagine about him until they were publicized this week. And I'm just sharing three. There are many, many more. But here are three briefly. This man, Rav Chaim Kanievsky, who led the most insular, insular, cloistered life of pure Torah study, touched Jews of every type in remarkable ways. Rav Chaim never in his life attended a sports event, might not even have known the meaning of the word soccer or basketball. And yet, this past week, when Beitar Jerusalem, Israel's premier soccer team, and Maccabi Tel Aviv, Israel's premier basketball team, played games this week, the players on both of those teams wore black armbands in memory of Rav Chaim Kanievsky. This was on Israeli TV. So there's a man, his name is Baruch Ben Yigal. He is the father of Amit Ben Yigal, who was a staff sergeant in the Golani Battalion, and he was murdered by terrorists while on a mission in the West Bank in 2020, two years ago. Amit was 21 years old. Baruch Ben Yigal, his father, came on Israeli TV and he told the following story. He says that he went to the home of Rochayim Kanievsky recently to visit, as thousands of people would do every year. This man, Baruch Ben Yigal, went to visit Ruchayim. When he came in, Ruchayim's grandson said to his grandfather, Zaidi, do you know who this man is? And Ruchayim said, This man is the father of a Gibor Yisrael, a Jewish hero. And Baruch tells this story, he was astounded that Rabbi Chaim Kanievsky would know who he was, would know what happened to his son. He says, when I went to visit, I was wearing my son's dog tag, the ID around my neck. I was wearing it in front of my shirt. And he says that Rav Chaim reached out his hand and touched the dog tag and began to cry. And then he said to this man, Baruch, he said to this father, 
he stroked his face and he was crying and he said, I want you to know that the soul of your son is now at this moment as close as possible to God's divine presence. And I want you to know, Reb Chaim said, that your son's soul rests beside Rabbi Akiva. Finally, I don't know what is more amazing that this next thing happened every day for years or that there is a video of it. And this video is available. I watched it, astounded, and you can easily find it. So every morning we begin prayer with Birchas HaShachar, the morning blessings, where we thank God for renewing our life, for allowing us to stand. We thank God for many of the things that we take for granted, and it is a remarkable spiritual way to start your day, Birchas HaShachar. And this is the opening of daily prayer every day in the synagogue in shul. Many people say these brachos, these blessings at home, as soon as they get dressed. Reb Chaim's wife, Rebetzin Batsheva, who was a remarkable woman in her own right, passed away a number of years ago. For years, every morning, Reb Chaim and Rebetim Batsheva said the Birchas HaShachar together, these daily morning blessings together, the two of them alone in their home. Reb Chaim would say each bracha and Rebetim Batsheva would answer Amen. And then Rebetim Batsheva would say each bracha, and Reb Chaim would answer Amen. Can you imagine the quality of a marriage that starts every day like that? Reb Chaim Kanievsky, may his memory be a blessing and an inspiration for every one of us. My friends, I want to wish you a great day and a wonderful Shabbos. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.